Welcome, 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 welcome. It's a football Friday. The All Pro team is back in the building. We How are we doing this week, fellas? We are here. Welcome back, guys. How y'all doing? Oh, man, we're making it, man. It's football Friday. Yes, yeah, we've been doing good. Um, I, I'm gonna start off with the start off with the bullshit real early today. So GQ was kind of in. He was kind of in on the conversation that was going on on my TikTok. Um, I need everybody to join the TikTok. The conversations over there be crazy. It's, you know, it'd be basketball stuff mostly on my personal TikTok, just because I I am a I am a Michael Jordan defender, and I'm here to slay um, all LeBron James fans. But there was a question that was asked: um, what what predicates a good season, a winning season? That was the question. Um, GQ was in the comments a little bit. Um, yeah, that, was so that, was, that was ignorant. That whole conversation so, was ignorant. So yeah. I, I value you guys' opinions on this. So um, my stance was, if you make the playoffs, that's more important than finishing with a 500 record if you can do that. And I'll give you an example. Um, the Washington Commanders, Won their division at seven and nine. In that same year, I think it was the Seahawks and Tampa Bay didn't make the playoffs. They were both ten and six. So, who would you say had a better season? The team that went ten and six, or the team that was in, that went seven and nine, won their division and made it to the postseason? Well, I mean it. Okay, so let me preface this by saying I've been following this, uh, this, this, this whole back and forth for, uh, all week. Um, I okay, I didn't see you. I didn't see you. I didn't see you. That's why I didn't see. You. I, I ain't say anything. I just been. I've been. I've just been following along. You know, I've just been in the background, just kind of floating around, seeing whatever. You know, seeing what's going on and whatnot. But I've been. I've been there. I've been there, Mel. I've been there, Mel. Uh, you know, what I'm saying just, just in the background. But I will preface this by saying, if you make the playoffs, that like. If you make the, it really at the end of the day, the, the the record to me, record doesn't really matter. If I make the playoffs at seven and nine, eight, and I got a chance to win the Super Bowl at the end of the day, and the person right. that went ten and five, the person that went twelve and and they they don't, you guys are sitting at home watching me, a seven and nine team, play for a trophy, play for a trophy. At the end of the day, my season is better than yours. Like there, there's okay. there's no okay. there's, there's no way you can try to swing it to try to be like oh well we still had a better record but if I win the Super Bowl at the end of it what does your record mean <laughs> like, what does your record yeah. mean, that's, I mean that's shit. look at look look at that Giants team specifically boom boom thank you literally like that, and, there's your most obvious example a team that had a losing record was a wild card team lost to the team that they beat in the Super Bowl in like week 16 I believe it was yep but yep. went on a run a masterful run at that. And they won the Super Bowl. So right. and that's all I wanted to get out. Just laid down, or what would you have rather this scenario be like? Oh, we're already losing. Let's just tank. Exactly. But had they tanked, had they tanked, the and, Patriots would have had an undefeated record and an undefeated Super Bowl. Let me right. let me let me bring up an example real quick, right? Because a lot of people seem to forget this, right? Like when you start off the season rough, right? Like, for example, RG3's rookie year, right? They started off three and six. Right mm-hmm. now, they could have just said, "Fuck it, season's over. We're 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 going to pack it in." They capped off a six-game winning streak. Ended up what going uh, ten and six, I believe. Ten, ten and six, yep. Ten and six, yep. and going to the and going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now, 
Is that now is 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 that season more successful than another team who who went who had a better record but missed the playoffs by a game? Right, I'm, and I'm, I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say yeah because, because they, they, they defied all odds they, and they did it with a rookie quarterback and they did it when right. everybody when everybody counted them out. So I'm gonna say yeah, that's a more successful season than somebody who had a better record. Right, and I'm, he's right. I'm a I'm a football player, you know, and. When you start off training camp, whatever it may be, the goal is to win a championship. Literally. And the only way to, to win a championship is to make it to the postseason. So it doesn't matter how you get to the postseason, just get to the postseason, because everything resets once you get to the pro once you get to the postseason. So exactly. your record is yes, your record does predicate whether you get to the postseason or not, but it doesn't mean it doesn't necessarily mean that because you have a better record than someone else that's, that you end up going there because you still have to win your division, your conference, whatever it may be. So I can have a lesser uh, record than you. I can go, I can go down the list of teams that won their division at seven and nine. Like, but I mean, your, your examples in the conversation were perfect because the NBA is like the perfect parallel about this. You can have a losing record in right. one conference, make the playoffs, and have a relatively high seed, and you can have a very good record in the West at this time. Because I was following the examples you were using, but then you could not make the playoffs. You could win forty-eight exactly. games in the West and not make the playoffs. Whereas in the East, exactly. you'd be a number number two, number one possible seed. Right, and the thing is, see, the thing of what people don't understand when I say who had the better season. You are rewarded for a good season by going to the playoffs. Absolutely. If you don't go to the playoffs, you did not have a good season. You can have a plus 500 record and someone have a negative 500 record, and that team makes the playoffs. That team's season was better than yours. Even though you won more games, they make the ultimate goal is to get to the postseason and have a chance to win a championship. So yeah. My whether somebody can say, "Oh, well, you you going you got like a twenty percent chance of winning the championship." That's cool, but they have a zero percent chance because they're not in the playoffs. They're not in the playoffs. You on the beach in Cabo right now? Let's let let's preface let let's let's go ahead and bring up the biggest example, and we'll go ahead and leave it at this. Everybody loves LeBron James. They started off the season absolutely horrible this past season, correct? Right? Nobody absolutely. Yes. Get the fucking playoffs. Mm -hmm. The Warriors ended up with a better record, and then they were literally damn near neck and neck at the end of the season. They ended up beating the Warriors and going to the Western Conference Finals. Successful season, more successful season than the Warriors, or no? I would 100%. say that. Well, do it, do it, a, take it a step further and look at the Heat. <laughs> I was just gonna go. I was, I was, the I heat, didn't want to bring up that heat, point. The Heat but, were in the play in look. tournament, lost the first game, had to win the second game to stay alive, and then got into the actual playoffs and made a run. Yep. Once you get, once you're in the, once you're in the postseason tournament, anything can happen. But you got to get there. You got to get there. Boom. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy how stuff works? Isn't that crazy how logic works, guys? That's wild. Well, but that's, well, you know, when you I, was, have I, was called, I was called crazy in my post. Like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. I, I'm like, I'm sorry. I've, I've, been in, I've been in locker rooms. I've been in big-time locker rooms. And the goal is to get to the postseason. It doesn't matter how you get there. Just get there. Don't. We'll handle everything else when we get there. Yep. So that's you know, it is what it is. Um I like that. So moving move, like move, moving along. Um uh, let's get to Saquon Barkley. Would you or would you have not 
signed a one-year deal if you were in Saquon Barkley's shoes? I, I really don't even understand what happened. I'm not even going to so, lie. Reading the contract, I'm hoping, I was hoping somebody here could break it down for me better because so I was confused. Allow me to try. I'm not going to yeah. say I got it perfect, but the way the contract was designed and written is by him not signing the franchise tender, he actually gave himself a chance to make more money. So on the franchise tag, he would have made 10.02 mil for the season. Flat out. That's what would happen. No incentives, no nothing. With this second contract that he signed now, there's actual incentives tied to it, which is where the 900, 900 additional thousand dollars or up to a mil based on incentives and how the team's success is. So he basically set himself up to get a little bit of extra money in a one-year deal. That's the simple science behind it. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. There's, there's nothing else to it. But at the same time, just like in the situation with Josh Jacobs, which I'm sure we'll eventually get to, the smart money here also is if he would have signed that franchise tag and then held out, he would have lost $50,000 a day for not showing up, which means right. he would have lost more money throughout the season, however long he would have sat out. So it sucks that he had to go about it this way, but this was the, the only way for him to maximize money in a one-year deal. Um, me personally, this is no, I don't sign a one year deal. This is why, regardless of the money, I still have the injury factor that I have to, that I have to look out for myself because, okay, let's say I go out, boom, one year deal, week six, week seven, I don't know. I roll an ankle really bad. Matter of fact, let's make it, let's make it catastrophic. I blow an ACL. Um, I'm done. I'm done. Because there's no guarantee for a contract next year because I'll still be rehabbing or whatever it may be. The year after that, people are going to be like, well, he's an older running back with a leg injury. What do we do? So now I'm losing money, future monies. Future monies is what I'm talking about now. Um, I sit. I sit. Me personally, I sit until I get a three or four year deal on paper. I let the Giants go out week one against the Cowboys with not without me and get their boots rocked. I go out week two. I sit out. I mean, I sit out week two. Again, I felt who they played week two. Let them get their boots rocked. Let Daniel Jones look every bit of the non-starting quarterback that he is. Because my value goes up. The worse he plays, every game we lose, my value goes up. And I just get, and I and I ride that wave up. And if worst case scenario, let's just say I do sit out a whole season. I'm a healthy 100 percent running back going into next season with everybody trying to buy my services. From good teams yeah. to bad teams. Except that the Giants can still franchise him again. There's nothing in this no. one year deal that says he can't be franchised again. You can be franchised twice. It happened to Kirk Cousins. It happened to lots of players. No, 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 no. But that's what I'm saying. That's why he doesn't. That's why you don't sign the deal. You just rock out. You just you don't. It, worst case scenario, you don't. You sit out this whole season. But that means you become a free agent. You become a free agent next season. Worst case scenario. But. So you try the Le'Veon Bell approach, and then you see where it got him. It got him to be an afterthought. Well, he chose. No, he took. He took the money. Le'Veon he went Fox. into it. He he took the money in a bad situation. He should have never went to the Jets. 
But That's at it. this point, like the way the unfortunately the way the market and the way things are going, no one's gonna pay a running back at this point, and they don't have to, which is. And it's not like I'm not being like an ass when I say that, but it's just the way like a lot of people have problems with what um what Jim Irsay said on Twitter. I don't because he's not wrong. We just don't want to hear it. But it's the well, truth. think about like they had a collective bargaining agreement. It took a very long time to come to the agreement and there were no discussions at that time. I forgot how long the last one. I think it was we're talking 2016, 2017 when the last collective bargaining happened. But there was no discussion about upping the wages of certain positions like there wasn't a conversation about that like it didn't happen so, right and it's true and it's real i just because the way i look at it is we'll get to we'll get to jesse gate in a minute but let's just say saquon never signs his deal naheem hines gets hurt in the jet ski accident you don't think the bills make that phone call anything's possible but you still have to one. You still have to offer him a contract that's worth him. He doesn't have a no trade clause, so the, the the Giants don't have to trade him either. Like they don't have to do anything. Like right, that's what right. like, they, they absolutely have to do nothing but sit there if they want to. Yeah. Which, granted, you shouldn't. But these these teams, these owners, we know how the owners go. They're they're going to stand on their ground. Like they're like, look, this is what it is. I'm not gonna pay this guy. I don't have to, because unfortunately, the last nine Super Bowl winning running backs, none of them were top ten running backs. Not a single one of them. Not at the time. Now, earlier in their careers, like Leonard Fournette, he was at this point in time, but obviously he won much later. LeGarrette Blunt, another guy. He had three Super Bowls in the last, like he in a in a big span, but he was never a top like that top of the line guy, like this type of a situation. So it's one of those scenarios again where it's like, what do we do with these top tier guys? Because they're suffering for putting up these these phenomenal numbers, but there are teams that are winning Super Bowls like the Chiefs with a seventh round running back who's putting up pretty much middle of the pack, just good enough numbers to help me get to where I need to get. But that's because most, if not all, of the top-tier running backs don't have a top-tier quarterback. I can probably name you two. One now. That would be Nick Chubb in Cleveland with Deshaun. Everybody else, they don't have a top-tier quarterback. So... And the only other one besides that was, I would say, Aaron Jones. But Aaron Rodgers is on the Jets now. I mean, for a while, I mean, say what you want about about Kirk Cousins, but I mean, Dalvin Cook had a better quarterback than most of these, you know, top tier running backs had. Yeah, but he's a mid. But he's a mid. I would Kirk Cousins is a mid level quarterback. I wouldn't call him a top five, top ten quarterback. Well, his 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 career numbers will say otherwise. Like he's 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 he quietly puts up these. Now, granted, his postseason success and some of his primetime success is not all that. But this is a consistent four thousand yard quarterback, and most teams I mean, barely but, have that. But given the climate of the NFL, I mean, that's what mo- I mean. I'm not gonna say most dudes, but as much as he does throw the ball, I mean, I would hope that you throw for four thousand yards. Does I would hope hurt. anyway. Future running back. Yeah. When they try to get a deal, does what Saquon did hurt future running backs as far as trying to get that long-term deal, trying to get the money as far as the long-term deal? Does this hurt them? It'll it'll hurt future running backs if Saquon doesn't produce. Because what he's what essentially what he's doing is banking on himself. He's he's saying I can go out and get you thirteen hundred on the ground, another six to seven in the air and be the same type of productive back that I was 
when I'm 100% healthy. And you're going to have to pay me for that if I go out there and I do. Now, if he goes out and he runs for, let's just say he, he barely cracks a thousand. He gets like 1050, another 400 on the, in the air. They're going to look at that like, well, we can replace that. Mm. Well, so here's the thing. This is why this is this is why there's no end in sight for this whole thing. I just wanted to look it up and see. The current CBA doesn't expire until March of 2030. Saquon won't even be in the league in 2030. No, no. So this this like there's like I said, there's nothing. The owners can literally sit here because this was collectively bargained. They don't have to do anything until 2030. They can sit there. So when 2030 comes around, though, and I think and I was thinking about this earlier in, in the in the car when I was driving, and I was like. This is where this whole 2030 thing. Now, this is where the Kirk Cousins deal becomes one of the most important contracts that ever happened. And it's a guaranteed money thing, because now you're starting to see a lot more players get fully guaranteed contracts. Not as big as his. Obviously, Deshaun Watson is an outlier. But for the most part, a lot of teams are paying these players as fully guaranteed money. Here's where I think it can backfire now on the owners, not the players. 2030. Now, a lot more players can sit out than previous because they got fully guaranteed money they're not waiting on a check because that money's already been guaranteed they've already signed for it it's already been paid out so now when this collective bargaining happens i listen the first thing we want to do is we want to negotiate you know xyz whatever the case might be if i'm the players i understand the running back salary is a big thing that we want to talk about the first thing i'm negotiating is the franchise tag i only want to be franchise tag once in my career no matter the team that's the first I thing I want to do. I just say I, get rid of it all you, the owners. The owners won't let it happen. Yeah, they, you'll never. But if I can limit it to where the Kirk Cousins situation never happens again, but now if I'm a now if I'm a Saquon or I'm a let's just take let, let's say I'm a Bijan Robinson. Let's well, play this but game. I was about to say take I said take a guy like Bijan Robinson. And let's say by I then, my, yeah, I play my rookie deal out and I get franchise tag. You know what? Don't worry about it. I'll play on I'll play on that franchise tag because now I get to leave on my own accord mm-hmm. because you can only franchise me once. Right. That or I want it written in my contract that way that I can only be franchised once. I will put language in my contract. That's yeah, what I because would. because yeah. that's you. The players have got to they've got to argue to get back more leverage right now. They don't have any leverage. They have none. They have absolutely none. Except for holding out, sitting out. But that doesn't really hurt the team as much as it hurts the player themselves, because the NFL is a revolving door of talent. And we know this. Like we know this for a fact that like they there's always talented players coming into the league. Now, granted, generational talent is one thing, but just regular talent is another thing. There's always the next guy up. Now, I'm not sitting there telling you to like if like your top five receivers in, in the NFL all sit out that there's five guys coming out of the draft that can replace them. No, I'm not saying that. But while those rookies come in five years from now, they'll be the big dogs. And then as the big dogs that are already there retired, those new guys will take over. And it's just we've seen this. We've all been NFL fans for a very well, long time. We know how it goes. I would use if I'm if I'm a player right now and there's a big gap. There's two positions right now that are, I would say, outpacing other positions as far as pay go. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's astronomical and it, it weighs too much on other positions. That would be quarterback. And do you all know what the highest paid position in the league is? Is it D tackle? Left tackle. Oh, okay. I mean, right. I left tackle honestly because um, I seen. Well, Aaron Donald's making thirty-one. Quinn Quinnen's now making like twenty-nine, well, and then on the a guy hole. behind him on a hole. 
I on a whole, the average, the average left tackle makes about $9 million a year. I can understand why you would pay a left tackle that much, though, and we know this for the importance of that position, and yeah. because you have to have security to protect the investment no. that is your quarterback. 100%. But, but again, 100%. it takes away from the value of the running back because the running back also has to do the same thing in blitz that was up, my, in regular that pass was my pro. Yep. Because he's typically right next to the quarterback, which means that defensive end that gets a that beats that lineman off the snap with a full head of steam. Now that running back's got to come in and got and try to slow that guy down so his quarterback can get out of trouble. But again, I'm expecting my my running back, let's just say my running back to pass protect, pass block, run block for whatever type of play might go on. But then I also want you to swing out. I want you to catch passes. I want you to line up in the slot and I want you to run routes against as linebackers if, and stuff as if you're a receiver. Yeah. But but I but I want to pay you the smallest number I can possibly pay you. That's where I was getting with it is like the running backs right now are probably the most versatile players on the offense because they have to do everything. Yeah. They have to be able to they have to be able to run the ball like a running back, catch like a wide receiver, and then you're asking them to block as well. Mm-hmm. But you're telling them they're the least valuable person on the team. And that's crazy. Because I on the go, offense, anyway. you know, because I can go find somebody in the draft. I'm like, yeah, you you can. I'm not saying you can't find a running back in the draft because at later in the draft, excuse me, but you still have just like every single position in football, those tier one players and yep. those tier one players, 100% should be rewarded for being those guys. Yep. Like the days yep. where we just forget it's, it's like we're trying to, it's almost like we're trying to make running backs a, a legitimate afterthought. Like we're just trying to forget the guys like, like Emmett and like, you know, Walter Payton, like we're trying to forget these guys existed. Like at a time when the running back was arguably the most important position on the field to, now, to now where it's like the running back is, is irrelevant as some tight ends on some teams. True. Well, well think about it. Just think where it started. It started with the fullback. It did. The fullback is like non-existent except for like the Niners who still use uh, Kyle Juszczyk. Yep, but there yeah, is a resurgence the Falcon, of the, the fullback Falcon, coming yeah. back. The Falcons did for a while too. They used they had a Pro Bowl, a, a guy who was a Pro Bowl fullback too. Um, the Raiders, Yakub Johnson. But, mm-hmm. but I mean, even still, there was a point in time where like the most, the hybrid of both those positions, the running back and the fullback, and we had Mike Allstott, who was literally a hybrid. Right. He was he was like, all right, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna line you up a fullback. No, yeah. I'm gonna line you up as a running back. And Peyton Hillis was like that. It was Peyton Hillis it was, was definitely like that. So it's. I don't know. I, I think I really do think in the running backs coming out in the next three years are going to be very important. Their production and what they do over these next three years is going to really help or hurt the push to get the running backs where they should be. If Bijan Robinson, um, what's the kid from Alabama? Um, Jair Gibbs? Oh, oh, Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs. Um, we need those those guys. They got to come out these next three years and ball out their minds, and then the guys behind them have to come out and ball out of their minds, so that people, so that the league and the organization can say, you know what, maybe we have been completely undervaluing what these guys bring to the team. Because if if Bijan and Jameer they come out and they both, let's say both. This is a totally theoretical, and I hate doing this, hypothetically. I hate doing it. 
let's say both of them come out, they rookie season, nothing crazy. Let's say they both rush for eleven hundred yards, but get seven to eight hundred yards receiving. And they so continue that for two to three years. Averaging two thousand yards for, from scrimmage. From scrimmage. Let's say on from, from scrimmage, let's say twenty two hundred from scrimmage. Twenty two hundred. You can't like that's a lot of production coming out of that position. That's a it lot. Isn't. And they're gonna say franchise tag. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't but at some point, but then come twenty thirty, like we said, let's just say they take the road that the actors are taking. All the running backs, fullbacks, and the wide receivers like Debo Samuel, who they move around a lot. They all say, fuck it. We're not playing unless we get this shit fixed. You're gonna start seeing Back up to the backup receivers or so, or backup tight ends playing running back till they figure something out. Until one of them motherfuckers get hit. I mean, like, you know what? Yeah, nah, I'm not doing it. Because at some point, like, they have to, the, the positions and the players are going to have to stand up. And just, you know, I'm not saying that you have to pay them astronomical amounts of money. They just need to be paid more than what they are currently getting paid right now. And the guys that are the elites running backs, Pay them what they're worth. If that running, if you can tell me that Kirk Cousins, and this is no slight against Kirk Cousins, I'm not saying that, that he is worth when he signed his contract, $96 million guaranteed. But a guy like Derrick Henry is not. That's crazy. So, you know. well, take it, take it a, a slightly different step. Justin Herbert just got paid for what? 262. No, I'm saying, but for what? To lose in a playoff game and get, but but a guy like you know a guy like Saquon has already put up the numbers. Granted, the injuries happened, but like Justin Herbert's in year three and he's already getting a massive contract, forty plus mil a year. Yeah. But see, but but this is but this is but this is what we talked about last week. Your contract is based on what you have already done. It's not what you're about to do. It's what you've already done. For what you want to say about Justin Herbert, the Chargers are relevant because of him. The Chargers also have their, and I, I, like I said, I, always, I blame it on the head coach, but the head coach is retarded. Yeah. He's, he's absolutely retarded. But we know what Justin Herbert is. We're, they're paying him for what he has done and what they project him to do down the line. Why can't they have that same vision and revisionist history when it comes to running backs. Like Nick Chubb, his contract should have gotten redone already. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Like his, his contract should have been redone. Say what you want, Miles Sanders should not have been expendable in Philadelphia. No. And, and I'm sure you guys have seen the reports already to come out too that Carolina wants to use him as a three-down back just like he was in Philly, which means he's going to be another of, and he's, Miles Sanders has a very unique skill set. Because he's not as big as your big running backs, but he's not as small as some of your really small. He is literally that guy in the middle. Who can he's go right in the middle. Attack, but he can also swing out and catch passes and make a lot of cats miss and be a very, you know, be a very good running back. And he's going to be a good weapon for a young quarterback like that in Carolina. Mm-hmm. But so, he's, you know, he's going to get paid essentially pennies. But I'm, I'm with you, though. We, we've got to – I don't like the idea, and I've never liked this idea, that the quarterback taking up damn near 30% of your cap – it's crazy because now I've got seventy percent to divide amongst the other fifty-two players, and and, and your what backup, you just said, 
a backup quarterback damn near makes more than a than a running back these days. Exactly. Depending on the backup quarterback, hell yeah. yeah. Easy. And think about what just happened with the Jets. Aaron Rodgers told you, I may not be the most important part of this team by him trimming his contract by $35 million. And now Dalvin Cook coming to visit on Sunday. Mm. Like that lets you know that even he, at some point you realize I shouldn't be making all this money because all of the dudes around me, I got to keep those guys. I need those guys. Listen, if we didn't learn, if no, if no one has learned yet, Tom Brady laid Tom the blueprint Brady. for everybody. Tom Brady laid the blueprint for Man. everybody because, and, and it, and so he took that contract and he took those pay cuts. And people always oh, because his wife makes all this money. No, no, no. Because at the end of the day, what did it get him? All them pay cuts. Multiple Think about Super Bowls. It. Multiple. Not 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 like one or two. Like let's listen. Not one or two. He got multiple Super Bowls because the team had so much cap flexibility to bring in players. Like to bring in guys. You don't bring in Randy Moss if. Tom Brady's not taking a pay cut. You already had Gronk in-house. You had a rookie Julian Edelman already there that you drafted, or yeah, that you drafted. Like, you had Danny Amendola who was already there. Wes Walker was already getting ready to be gone because he was getting ready to eventually go with Peyton Manning and company. Like, so you had the extra money to bring in and pay that defense because that defense was a massive part of the dynasty. And you're kind of seeing it in Kansas City because Mahomes' contract looks ridiculous, but then when you actually read not. the contract, it's really not. It's very team-friendly. And he's already yeah. restructured it multiple times. Right. And that's the way to go. And Rodgers knows. Rodgers is 40. Come on, bro. How many years yeah. you really – you're, you're not going to play as long as Tom did. You're not going to make it to no. 45. You're not going to make and it think to about it. We got – there's multiple – I mean, I'm going to take it to basketball right now. But when the Bulls won 72 games – that team, Michael Jordan only made two and a half million dollars that year. That's true. Like, yeah, two and a half. He was considered the greatest basketball player. In the, he's making two and a half million dollars. He was like the 38th highest paid player in the NBA at the time. Oh, yeah. Like, when you have the, the goal is when you got that guy, most of the times, that guy is well, he knows. Let's keep everybody around me. Let's rock out. And then, because most of your money, we've seen this from a lot of great basketball players, football players, they tell you, they don't even cash out on their on their league checks. It's endorsement money. It's all of the other money that they use. Endorsement money. Yep. I, remember, I remember in an interview, Alvin Kamara was like, I ain't touched none of my game checks. He's no, like, no, he don't touch he said, I, I, all my game checks, they just sit in the bank. I was like, the money I spend is off of the endorsement. Because you you got to look at the market you're in, too. Like, if you're in a place like Louisiana, if you're in a place like Texas or in California, New York, you telling me the off-the-field money you going to make ain't going to be stupid? Come on yeah. now. Brandy, uh, Michael Jordan, uh, like, all that. Social media deals. While, commercial. Yeah, while, like, while Michael Jordan was making $2 million, and Jerry Krause said it. He said, Mike came into the office and told me, said, pay everybody else and you give me what's left over. He said, because he was making $60 million a year from Nike. Yep. But, like, the, but, it, but here's, the, here's the issue, and it's not, the issue is not with Jordan. The issue is this, yeah. this the current generation is they want to secure their bag for their brand. They're not thinking about it long-term and thinking about it in the here and now. And that's fine. But 
also be fine with not possibly well, winning a championship because what comes if with I'm that? a professional if I'm a professional athlete, my main goal is to try to win a championship. One hundred percent, every day, like, all day. Like because at the end of the day, I can play for fifteen years and make all this bread and have zero championships. Now what? What you get from what you get like, from that? Twenty years from now, nobody's gonna remember you. But like when you get it, when you win a championship, you are now enshrined in a very rare era of people. Not everybody that plays in the NFL, in the NBA, or MLB, or professional sports wins a championship. It doesn't happen. It just doesn't. There are lots of the greatest players to never win rings conversations. Who should have won rings conversations? Charles Barkley get roasted. Guys who did who did every guys who did everything the right way. Just circumstances. Jim Kelly. We don't talk about Jim Kelly no, we don't. in the, the way that the way that we should talk about Jim Kelly. Literally, that's 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 a big that's a big fact. I'm not even gonna lie yeah. to you. Like, the like man we don't do it with a terminal illness, and we we don't we don't give him his flowers for for making the Super Bowl four times in a row. Like all of do. all of this yeah. stuff that they're doing today to hurry up offenses, and all, that shit started with the K gun in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Like all of that. Like it, that's what they were, that's why they went to four straight Super Bowl. It was very hard for teams to figure that shit out. And he was the spearhead of all of that. But if he wins one Super Bowl, we talk about him differently. Dan yeah. Marino, if he wins one Super Bowl, we talk about Dan Marino. Just think how differently we talk about John Elway because he won those two Super Bowls. Remember, there was a 30 for 30 about that draft from Elway to Marino because mm-hmm. Marino was taking like number 27 in that draft. Had he been drafted, just for the sake of discussion, just thinking about that, if he had been drafted by like even even the Jets at that time, he changes the trajectory oh, of NFL history. Literally. My God. Because he could have even been drafted to the Patriots at the time. We took easily in that draft, specifically. I just remember this just from you know reading. But yep. we, obviously we didn't at the time we didn't necessarily need a quarterback given the way our situation. But had we taken Marino over easily, who's to say the Patriots wouldn't have just taken off even you know, Boom. even sooner type of thing? You know what I'm saying? Like Right. Of course, we're talking revisionist history, but it's all about where you get drafted. That does play a mm-hmm. factor. Yep. And he's the – look, trust me, Jim Marino in Miami is a god. 100%. He, he, he don't hit him yet. Quite literally. So, but imagine if he – he was throwing for 5,000 yards in 1983. That shit was unheard of. And we never talk about just how accurate this man was with the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, the accuracy was stupid. That's like why he released. He had he had one of the best throws of look, the football. He had one of the he still for a long time he had one of the fastest releases amongst quarterbacks until like I think right around that time where like the late the late nineties when people late nineties oh, there's actually somebody throwing a little bit faster than Marino but that it that's how long it took because his release was stupid and this is in a time when we were more focused on running the ball having mm-hmm. elite defenses like. We only threw when we needed to for the sake of play action. We know play action is like a timeless thing in football. It's been around for like forever. But most teams had a solid running back, a really good offensive line, and an elite defense. Like those were the teams that were winning Super Bowls. And, of course, you know, the greatest show on turf, you know, those Broncos teams. Those teams were outliers. There was phenomenal offenses that did it. You know, the the 49ers, phenomenal offenses who did what they were supposed to do. The Cowboys, another one, phenomenal offense, but had some great defensive players. We're not going to forget about that. But great. But a lot of teams in those those 80s and early 90s, it was about elite defenses. Now, you know, we, we talk about the 85 Bears still in 2023 Yep, as one of the greatest defensive units. 
That, we talk that about Giants the steel, we talk that, about the steel curtain, the Giants defense, the 2000 Ravens. We talk about the Buccaneers defense from 2004, I believe it was. We talk about the Legion of Boom. Like we talked yeah. about, like we talked about the, that Broncos defense that annihilated Cam Newton in the Super Bowl. Like we talk about these defenses, offenses. The league used to be built on your running game and your defense. Yep. That's that was the bread and butter. Like you run the ball and you smack people in the mouth with your defense. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what it was. You know, and like I said, I'm not this is not to take anything away from how the game is being played today. I love how the game is being played today. I just think they need to they went a little too far left and um, handicapping the defense on certain things. I just think they need to find a, a healthy balance where you're allowed to where you're allowed to still be physical on defense. And there was an intimidation factor on defense. Like there's like there isn't that anymore, in my opinion. No. No, so, outside of talking shit, that's all you kind of have. Right. And then um, so um hopefully we get back to that. Um Ezekiel Elliott went back to the Dallas Cowboys as we we kind of figured that it kind of took a little too long for it to happen, but I completely slept on that story. I didn't even know that happened. I mean yeah. he hasn't really been gaining any any traction from any other teams except really Dallas. Like Dallas. Why the hell would he? I'm not paying what am I I'm not I'm not paying Zeke. I, I mean, I'm a different. I'm. I'm. I still like Ezekiel Elliott as a running back. No, I'm, I'm not different. I don't like him. I would have took. I would have still. I would have taken Dalvin Cook over Zeke if I'm looking at my free agent running backs specifically. Hmm. I mean. I, I mean. Now, depending on the offense. Now, depending, like, and and we've. I know we've talked about it before, but I mean, like, a, you know, a team like the Chiefs could have taken a flyer on him because you know, not having a big back doesn't hurt. At all. No, I, mean, I think no, I think because they have Isaiah. I think because they have Isaiah Pacheco, that they they feel like they're okay. But like I'm shocked that a team like the Rams didn't do it. Um, they like they love Cam Akers. They let Daryl Henderson walk, but they love Cam. Well, you know now now McVay says that's his guy, quote unquote, hmm. despite the bullshit from last year. Well, I mean, but I like I like Cam Akers too. But I just thought you know I thought he was on the outs with the Rams. I figured you go out, you get you a veteran running back, whatever. Um, I thought the Bears would have done something like that, like to get him a veteran running back that take the damn pressure off Justin Fields to try and run the ball every every other play. Like you got weapons on the outside. Now give him a weapon in the back. Yeah, because you let David Montgomery go. Now he's with the Lions. So, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean. Is it different things? You know, different folks, different folks. I just don't like the running back position being just crapped on as much as it's being crapped on. Um, the NFL would hate me as a, they would hate me as an owner. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Oh, they hate me too. If I got, I, a, I, 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 got a, I got a tier one running back, I'm not telling you I'm gonna pay him 16, 17 million dollars a season. But I'm gonna pay. Gonna get, I'm gonna get pay. damn close though. He gonna get paid. I'm gonna tell you that. Yeah, I'm gonna if pay. I got if I got lucky and I drafted a guy like like a Saquon, like a Derrick Henry, like a Nick Chubb, like. The fuck you mean? Of course I'm trying to sign this guy. What, why paid. wouldn't I? Why wouldn't Absolutely. I? Because if you take care of those who take care of you, they perform better for you. That's it. It's so easy. That is like the simplest way to put it. Take care of those who take care of you. So like, and that's right now because it's true. Like, is this Khalil Herbert for Deontay Foreman, Rashawn Rish, Johnson, and Travis Homer? What happened? Wait, Tommy. 
That's the Bears. That's the Bears backfield. Oh, Khalil Herbert is there. Their RB one. I'm thought you talking about a trade just now. No, I knew Khalil. Oh, Herbert that's what's here. Oh, Travis Homer. Travis Homer is over there. Okay. Yeah, Homer, did he play with Seattle? Yeah, he was with Seattle. He's from, he's from Miami. Gotcha. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if Travis and if if Travis Homer can actually stay healthy for a season, I actually really like him as a running back. I like him. No, I like that. It's it's not a bad running back room. It's really not. It's, actually, it's actually no. Crazy. It's just that nobody. It's just nobody jumps out yet. That's the thing. No, well, and and but Khalil Herbert has jumped out in spurts True. for us. True. And yeah. Spurts. No, he, he has. Definitely, right. he definitely right. has. Like especially yeah, the last two seasons, one hundred percent, he is definitely especially when Montgomery went down. When he went down with yeah. that um, but I think it was a thigh injury, and we first he's like a first glances at Khalil Herbert. Yeah, yeah, he's like a, really a slightly bigger um Tariq Cohen. That's what yes. it reminds me of, like like a bigger oh, man. Tariq Cohen, man, Tariq, yeah, Tariq Cohen. Cohen. Oh man. Um, let's move on. Let's get to Jet Ski Gate. We're gonna stay on the running backs, but we're gonna get to Jet Ski Gate. Um, this. Uh, I don't know the full story. All I know is apparently Naheem Hines was on a jet ski stationary. He wasn't moving, and he got hit by another person on a jet ski. Um, I don't know how you do that. I mean, I think you would see a jet ski coming and get the fuck out the way. But, um, <laughs> hey. Um, so. <laughs> being an athlete, Naheem, being an athlete. Be, be, be an athlete, be an athlete, and I guess them and the bill, him and the bills are at odds right now on what the proper compensation should be because of it being off, it be a non football injury and a non in season injury. You know, a lot, a lot of contract words that lawyers got to go through. Um, give me your opinion. What, 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 what say you guys? Be an athlete, man. I don't know, I don't understand how you get. <laughs> Because if you know, you know, if you've seen the video of Kanye with Kim and they drove into the park, Jackson, <laughs> about, why didn't you jump off, bro? First of all, okay, well, you, all right. you're, you're all of five with five, eight, five, nine, okay, you, you're in the mm -hmm. very pocket, you don't have a lot to move, just jump off, lateral, lateral cut you at the beach, think of it as a beach workout, you got your work in, and you're healthy. Okay, well, don't stand there like a bump on a log and get hit. Like, what you thinking? You, you're not getting I have no idea. Bro. No. So I'm going to stand on this side of it. We haven't seen a video. Right. But I will tell you from my own experience, jumping off a jet ski is a lot harder than you think it is. It is. And it depends depend on the jet ski. Depending on the second, jet ski. When that person strikes that jet ski, you have no idea which direction that jet ski is going. So let's just play this game. If he jumps off, he jumps off. And that guy hits that jet ski, but that jet ski goes straight into Naheem Hines, into his body. We're now talking about a totally different set of injuries altogether. There's really not a safe thing he could have done, except there is a safe thing he could have done, which is move that leg facing that jet ski to the other side. Because at worst, he may have gotten knocked off the jet ski, maybe flew about a good you know, 10, 15 feet, and maybe have bruising as opposed to the type of injury that he had. Granted, I don't know what direction the jet ski hit him, but the safest thing you can do is put all your body weight on one side. So at least you go you know, opposite of the impact. So that you you lessen the blow. I'd rather be bruised up as a running back, which you're going to be bruised up for 16 weeks anyway, than whatever injury he suffered because that's a big deal. Did they did they say what injury he what he did suffer? No, they just said they just it. Um, I'm, I have a story pulled up, but it keeps just saying non football injury. Everything keeps saying non football. None of it says like exact. But leg injury. It doesn't say broken leg. leg. It doesn't say. 
It just says he suffered serious but non-life-threatening injury. So his knee, so he injured his knee. That's the big thing. It's a non a serious injury, but it includes his knee. So, oh, okay. So he suffered an ACL injury to his left knee. So oh, he shit. got hit. Yeah. So that, yeah, he. Oh, how convenient. How conveniently inconvenient for a running back to get his ACL jacked up. That's, that's right. how I see it. But that's, that's so, so, I mean, there's, there's no right way out of a situation like that. Cause I'm telling you right now, things in the water move faster than we, than people think. Oh, they absolutely do. As, as somebody who no, no, enjoys being out on the water, like jet skis move fast as shit. And there ain't no wheels on them things. Oh yeah, no, it's motorcycle on water, and they and they bounce a yep, lot. They sure do. Like so, and then, and then bitches pick up speed, like speed. Oh, speed. They, they oh they they go they go yeah fast. they go get, they go, go fast they go they go real fast for for right for for driving a dress ski too too fast. So them them bitches go pretty pretty damn. Fast. Yeah, and not to mention we have to think about it too. There may or may not have been alcohol involved. Not on the Naheem Hines side of it, but maybe. Right. And possibly the driver. So if I'm if I've been drinking like I am right now, and I see a jet ski coming, your reaction time is slowed, and we know this. Science has backed this up. When you're drinking, your reaction time is 100 slowed. So, what if he did? What if he did? He was stationary and he reacted, but he reacted so slow that you didn't see it, and he just got direct impact. Now, how far was? How far was? That's that? that's the whole thing. We don't. That's the thing. Nobody no, knows because that there's stuff. no video. There's no video. But once a video comes right. out, because you know it's going to happen, a video is going to come out. And then we're gonna deep dive into this motherfucking be like absolutely because I'm like, how far away did this jet ski right. come? Like it was like a quick ah bow and just uh to the knee, like like it's highly it's highly possible they could have just been going and then just veered because it's the water. Yeah, there's, no, so there's like, no there's no lanes in the water, there's just yeah. go and maybe he was trying to avoid a buoy, avoided the buoy and hit Naheem Hines. You know what I'm saying? Like there's lots of things that could have happened in this particular and, situation. A lot of people would like would like to go to the extreme, but I've seen jet ski accidents where they're two literally sitting right next to each other in the water, floating. Yeah, one dude over right. over revs the over revs the, the the ignition, and they literally slam into each other like that quick, that close, yeah. and they're full of damage. People are hurt. It's 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 a crazy scene, and they're five maybe three yards away from each other. You know what I'm saying? Like it can happen that fast. So it's like. That's the reason yeah, why I just because like we don't really know. It could have literally just been they were sitting right next to each other in the water, and he he revved the engine and then bow took out his took out his knee just like that. So it's like we really don't know what happened. It's just we right. have to ask these questions just to kind of see well you know, come up with some. As, if if I know the Buffalo front office, they was like, first of all, your ass should have been in training camp. You shouldn't have been in the water, but you know. Well, so, two, he, it, it sucks. He was, it, it, two, it, all, it sucks that he's a running back. Oh, you're a running back. Are you expendable? We're not going to pay you this money. because I'm like, damn, man, you're this, Had this been a more notable player, I don't think we have this discussion as far as them not wanting to pay him. Now, right. I don't know what the I don't know what the NFL's language is. I know they they were big about NFL players playing basketball in the offseason. They were like, nah, stop well, that shit. Jet skis though, and motorcycles are off limits. Even, even though. Even though that quarterback Richardson was out there playing basketball, knowing good and hell well, that's why we don't see very many of the Miles Garrett videos no more. Because they made a and when Patrick Mahomes played basketball, the, the whole fucking world went to like, oh my god, why is he out there playing basketball in the offseason? Because he's a fucking human being. That's why. Well, I don't. That I don't. I don't. I think you're allowed to play basketball. You're not allowed to play. I forgot how. It's work. It's either recreational or organized it's one of the two like i forgot how it works 
it's got to be oh, organized because recreational is just like us going to the gym and hooping. Like that's that's recreational. Right. Because I think and most of these videos think, are recreational. So I, so I think there's a big difference between them going to like an LA Fitness or them playing it like in a celebrity game. I think it's I think they look at it totally different. Yeah. Um, but I do know, I do know motorcycles, motorcycles and jet skis. Big no, no. they don't play those. No. You ain't gonna catch me on no motorcycle anyway, and I'm terrified of motorcycles. Like, nah, fam, that ain't that ain't. Me. I'm, a, I'm a I'm a motorcycle guy, so you know. That ain't my that ain't my thing. I've seen too many injuries, and nope. I've been I've been a part of a couple. Like, it is what it is. But but I am but I am a water sports guy. I'm not even gonna sit here in front. I, I love my jet skis, and I love my back on the and on the cruise. We was on them ATVs. We was flying around St. Martin. No, See I now, ATVs are different. Now I get down on ATVs. Now I, I, I tears yeah, it up you know, on an ATV. Yeah, Put me in a Polaris Ranger. Like I fucks with those things. Four wheels, I'm with it. Two wheels, eh, <laughs> eh, eh. <laughs> on a dirt bike, a motorcycle. Now, I'm not. I'm more worried about dirt bikes than street bikes. I'd rather get on the street bike than a dirt bike. Mm, I love dirt, dirt bikes. Are crazy. Dirt bikes are crazy. See, and that's the. Yeah, so all right. Well, let's keep it moving. I can't to my mom or her Harley, like, nah, you, you're insane with that. I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. So um, let's keep it on the injury front. Um, Joe Burrow seems mm-hmm. to have a cat has a calf, uh, which is kind of scary if you know what the calf can be attached to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and it was non it was a non contact thing. He literally just he took a like, drop back. Moved out to his right, and the second he took that step, came up lane. Hey man, people, so, people, are, people are sleeping on this heat in the summertime, man. I don't care what state you in, boy. It is abnormally hot everywhere. It is. Y'all better be and drinking if your, water. If your hydration is not optimal, hey man, that calf will go quick. Oh, whew, real yep. quick. And then the next and, is Anthony, and you don't want that and, to happen. And for those who don't pay attention very much to the human body, the anatomy, however you want to look at it, that calf. Is attached to the soleus. The soleus is in front of the calf, and then it also is attached to the hamstring, which is all in turn attached to your ass, also known as the gluteus <laughs> maximus and gluteus minimus. So, if your calf is strained, everything hurts because that everything. pain shoots. That pain shoots up, and it hurts a lot, a lot, a lot. Yep. So, so um, I haven't I haven't heard a timeline on Joe Burrow so, yet. He is shut down for the rest of training camp. Okay, that came out earlier today. I did see that he's like, there's no other than that. There's absolutely no time to, but there's he he is shut down for the training camp. Right now, we don't. As of right now, he was obviously wasn't going to play during preseason. Um, but no, uh, the dude's taking he's taking like three total snaps in the preseason, like since he's been in the NFL. Yeah, so there was there was no possible way. Just just coming off of what people with the reporters in the in Cincinnati have been saying, he obviously wasn't going to be playing preseason. Even if he was healthy, he wasn't going to play in preseason. Um, but but you're, you're um, talking about a calf strain, which is a minimum of four to six weeks anyway. Exactly. So now, mm-hmm. now, so now we're we're probably going to speculate him missing at least four, maybe five weeks in the regular season, uh, just so they're just so they're sure. Because as we said, that calf it can be very very. Yeah. He yeah, he may or may not. He may not even play. I don't know if he plays. In, I doubt he plays in week one. But oh, you know, definitely. unless something um, unless something yeah, miracu- um, miraculous happens. But I mean, yeah, we're talking. If we down, four weeks, we're we're still talking about. I mean, first game is September seventh. I mean, we're it's not yeah. impossible, but True. we don't yeah. know the we don't know the grade of the calf strain either. That exactly. would tell us a lot more. If it's just, if it's a grade one, grade two, if it's a grade one, 
he could do it. Grade two, grade two, grade two, grade two. He'd be out. He'd be out till week five. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. He's so we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Um, The Dolphins are in. This is a they're in a vice Miami Vice little pun there. I see what you Um, did there. Yeah. Uh, Jay Ram, he's out indefinitely for six to eight weeks. Yeah, he's gone. Got his, got his legs tangled up with Tyreek Hill during a, just a routine drill and got legs caught up. And then he he is having his meniscus repaired. They haven't they don't know the extent of the injury until they open it up and see. Um, initial reports say that he is out till December. Um, we'll know more once they actually. Oh, damn, the they operation. said December. I, the first that's, thing I saw was six to eight. Yeah, yeah. So the the six to eight weeks came out, and then they said there's a good chance he's out until because we have to think about recovery. Mm-hmm. Now okay. he has surgery Got involved. You. So, yeah, so, and it's a meniscus. Meniscus is yeah. very, they vary amongst, yeah. you know, people in general. Ask Adrian Peterson. Like, you know, we yeah. ain't all got bionic fucking legs like him. No. So, he's they, that, so, so that came out shortly after the six to eight weeks. They were talking about he could be out as late as, you know, as, as late as December, which means majority of the season at this point. Right. So mm. that's highly possible. And it sucks because now, you know, initially we had, you know, the whole Xavier Howard, Jalen Ramsey combination, which was going to be phenomenal. Absolutely. Arguably was going to be a top, was going to be at least a top three duo in football. Easy for quarter. Easy. Oh, yeah. But now, you, you know, and, and now we're kind of going back to business as usual, you know, for now. Mm-hmm. So well, there's that. That's, but I know um, you want to get to the, the best part of all this injury news, though. But, but well, I don't know. Oh, we're talking, about, we're talking about Mr. 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 Purdy. We're talking about that's Mr. what I'm Purdy. saying. Moolers might not like it. You know, Moolers oh no, that's the know. best part about this whole thing. I'm excited. I got a few numbers in my, uh, my DMs uh, as of I've been I've been on the Purdy train. I love me some Brock Purdy. I know his sample size is not as big as most people would like it to be, but if there's one thing we know about Kyle Shanahan in particular, Kyle Shanahan gets every single bit of maximized out of any type of quarterback. And Brock Purdy every single be. one. Every single quarterback, even guys that have no business, they wouldn't start on any other team. They wouldn't. No, Kirk, Kirk Cousins is in the NFL still because of like, like a guy, a guy like Mullins won games for them. Like Jimmy G has a top five winning percentage of all time because of Kyle Shanahan. Because like, like you know, and exactly. part, partly because of the Patriots too, but that, but mostly because of you know San Francisco. But here's why I'm such a Purdy fan, even in that short window that we've had. And the Kyle Shanahan offense, it's it's just the way that he plays the game. He maximizes all the weapons. And that's the thing that I liked about it. Because even Jimmy G, Jimmy G's favorite target, and we knew this, was, was George Kittle, 100%. But you had Debo Samuel, and you had these other guys. When Purdy came into the mix, the ball was spread out. The if offense spread, felt like the spread, offense. Yes, and if you spread the ball out with the weapons that the Niners have, you become a very, very dangerous team. Because my attention goes, oh, do I deal with McCaffrey in the backfield? Oh, no, I have Kittle running the seam. Oh, shit, I got Debo Samuel running a fucking motion across the middle of the field. Oh, no, Brandon Ayuk just beat me for 70 yards down the field. What do I do? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you do? Because you're no longer star-centric. Because you now have to mold your offensive and defensive game plans around what the hell is Brock Purdy going to do now? And he took care of the ball. He tried to play with a jacked-up elbow, knowing good and hell well he wasn't going to throw that ball. He tried, and he got late. And he got late. Ask Josh Allen what happened when he jacked with a jacked up elbow. I'm not gonna lie to you. He got he got tagged on that hit. Oh yeah, no, no, no. tagged is you being nice. You being nice. Listen, this show is not for kids. He got (laughs) fucked. Absolutely under. That's the type of that's the type of play in practice would have caused offense and defense to get into a fight. Oh no, we would have been fading. 
Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Instant, instant fades on site. Instant fades on site. Mm-hmm. Offensive mm-hmm. defense would have been brawling. Coaches might have been fighting. Like that, that's the type of hit that was. But now I mean, the question becomes now before you do we so when the depth chart comes out is when we really know what's up. Because does Sam Darnold move down to three? Is Trey Lance two? Is Trey Lance one? Is Brock Purdy one? Oh, Who Sam is- Darnold definitely Sam Darnold definitely goes to number three. I was gonna say I, at this point, the way Trey Lance has, has been, uh, I guess there's been a lot of talk as the way Trey Lance has been um just climbing um throughout yeah. the throughout the offseason. There's no hope for Sam Donald. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like no, no I think but 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 the, the the question still becomes between Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. Because and, well, I think what happens, I'm gonna tell you what happens. This thing right there. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what happens, and I think I think I think I said this during the season <clears throat> last year when Kyler got hurt. And I was just like, you know what? If I'm the 49ers, Trey Lance is still an unknown, so his value is still kind of high. He now becomes trade bait in the sense of you can get a second, third round pick or a couple picks for him to a team that needs a quarterback. I still try to push for a first round pick. I'm not going to lie to you. I would push for it. I'm starting with a first rounder. And if somehow, some way, Arizona dumbasses would pair with part ways with their first round pick, which might turn into the number one pick. We ain't got to that part of the conversation yet. We will when the season gets closer. Uh Because they're definitely going to be in the um, in the in the Caleb Williams discussion, along with these other two teams that I've already written down. But I don't know what the hell to do about Kyler. I really don't. Kyler is. Kyler has all the talent in the world to be one of the top quarterbacks in the, in the, in the game. He does. But he still acts like a fucking kid. He acts like a child. Yeah. He like, like he acts – he acts, and I'm going to be real harsh about this. He acts like Zach Wilson did last year because there's no accountability because that was the worst thing I had ever seen from a player is when, you're, when your quarterback does not take accountability in a situation, especially in a press conference. That right there, if I'm a defensive player, I'm like, nah, fuck that guy. I rock oh. with him. If I'm the offensive line, I ain't rocking with him. He don't even take accountability. Like, look at every single one of your greatest, your great quarterbacks, even your mid-tier quarterbacks. A guy like Kirk Cousins will take blame if, you know, he fucked up. But Zach what Wilson was trying to play that, you know, trying to play that super entitlement game. Like, you know, like, like his shit don't stank when, first of all, fam, like, you weren't that, you weren't that good. Like, let's, let's stop it. You weren't that good in college because you ain't get a single natty, not even a natty appearance. Like, let's stop acting like you were just, like, the next best thing coming into the NFL because you weren't at all. At least in mm-hmm. Kyler's defense, Kyler was the most and is still the most winning, winningest quarterback in the state of Texas. That's still a thing. That has not changed. That right. has not changed. That will not change anytime soon. I don't think we'll, like, if you – listen, if y'all have not seen the film of Kyler in high school, yeah. I'm telling you right now, you have no idea. You want to talk about a human joystick, a human cheat code, Kyler Murray was that. Because oh yeah, well, when you five foot two and you that fast, you know, yeah, like you, that man could get to that man could get to the edge faster than anybody I've ever <laughs> seen in my too. life. So, but yeah, I do think, and I'm I'm with you, Mel. I believe that if anything, if I believe Purdy's my guy, I want Trey Lance's trade bait. I do. Yeah. Right. But the only way to get him get his value up is to get him on the field. Yeah, so well, all you gotta do is talk about. It. You do, but you also got to put him on the field during the preseason. You you got to kind of, you kind of got to manipulate some shit in the regular season. You can't just let him sit there, because teams have to see what they're trying to get. Like a healthy quarterback. 
Yeah, which is that first a healthy quarterback? Yeah, but I've got to see. I've got to see what can he do with the ball in his hands. What he what he can do. What he can do. Because gotta... we know we we know from college he's got good mobility. We've seen that the mobility is good. The arm is not bad. With the right situation, I think he could be solid. Like I think he would fit really well with on, before the draft. Obviously, I said he would have fit really well with a team like Tennessee. That was just the way I saw it. Mm-hmm. Tennessee needed a quarterback, there a few, and there was and a few teams. Of course, of been. course, you know, but Tennessee drafted that the weight room guy. Mm-hmm. They didn't draft a quarterback; they drafted a weight room guy. Um, Brady Quinn all over again. Oh God, Brady! Oh, why you had to do that? If you don't, look, if you don't know what OG Mail talking about, just go look it up. I'm gonna leave it at that. If you don't know anything about Brady Quinn, he's more than just a face on Saturday morning college football. Hey, look, news, if right? somebody, just, if somebody was ever gonna play Superman outside of Dean King. It would have been pretty. Okay. You know what? You're not wrong. He kind of had the jawline for it too, so you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh no, he definitely had the jawline for it. We, we was just talking about jawlines on on the last on the, on on the last pod when he's talking about the crimson chin. Yeah. Yeah, crimson chin. You, you, you can definitely go wake up on Saturday morning and see college college football, you know, and see that defined right there. Wow. <laughs> Kind of had that. He got, but he also got that politician look on his yeah, face too, yeah, though. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I think with a real life Ken, though, it'd be Brady Quinn. Damn, damn, Brady Quinn taking strays and didn't even know it. All types of strays. All types of strays. He give he give Ryan Gosling to run for his money in a new movie. I'm not gonna lie. You know what? I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm, I don't know, man. Ryan Ryan Gosling. That man. That man has. Some hella definition going on. I don't. I don't know, man. That's, that's hard. <laughs> like that man. That man shit is speaking to you from both sides. Like it's. It's. Like... Uh, but that is I'm gonna take a seat now because Mel is about to go in on a uh, Northwestern. Where we gonna go? Oh, we're gonna go Northwestern. Oh, we're gonna go we, Northwestern. We, we, we've been holding on. We've been holding on to Northwestern for like two weeks. Like, and I know you're okay, just ready. Go. So I'm. I'm gonna sit back okay. and just listen. All right. So. I have a problem with 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 some of this stuff. Um, so, I, you know, I guess there's been hazing allegations that were thrown around. Um, a couple of the players um, alleged racism um, by the coaching staff and by the head coach. I've played college football. I've been part of what you would call Okay. I just think it's a part of sports. It's not a bad, can it go a little too far? Of course, anything can go a little too far, but some of the stuff that they mentioned was not, it was actually hilarious. Um, I don't, I I took the daggone paper. I I had the paper with it all written down. So they had something they called the car wash where they would line up four freshmen, four on each side, and they would strip down, but they would have to spin around in the circle like a car wash, going into the locker, going into the showers, and the players would just, they would run through the run through them to get to the showers. That's not it sounds, it sounds absolutely ridiculous. It does. It's absolutely ridiculous. I am but, look, come on now. Like, it's, this, it's the stuff you make freshmen do. It's, it's just retarded. I watched a senior I should have gotten my cousin. I should have, if I'd have known this, I would have called my cousin. I would have got him on the show because he was there when it happened. I watched them stuff freshmen when we were in high school into washing machines. Like they would put them in washing machines. Just a yeah, 
that just that look like, like how would you put a human being in a washing machine? They did it. Carlos Carlos was a little Mexican. He was kind of small. He okay, got in. Sense, right? Because like when people say they got stuffed in lockers, when people say it's like, bro, like I'm not even gonna lie, like I'm, I'm yeah. a big person. You can't just stuff me in no locker. Yeah, no, sir. Well, certain things why but it's like i got i got limbs you know what i'm saying these things stretch. right these it, so, I, I pull like that you know what i'm saying so you gotta right. get in these places um you know and then the mm -hmm. the accusation of the racism this one didn't make any sense to me only because that's interesting that the first time so that must be new i you know i lived in i worked in corporate america i worked and I know that certain establishments, uh, what he, what one of the guys was saying was, they told him he had to cut off his dreads to fit the Northwestern way. Nah, now, you to eat a dick on that one. Well, this is not, but this is the thing. But this is the thing. They tell you stuff like that when you get recruited. This is not something that they spring on you when you get on campus. If you play for the Yankees, there is no long hair, there's no facial hair. You know that before you sign with the Yankees. When you go to some of these other schools and stuff like that, they let you know, hey, if you're going to be part of the organization, we don't do facial hair. We don't do hair past your ear. Like They let you know these things BYU just so. rules about, their, about their, their program and their culture before you come to their school. So that's Right. So... That's not like you didn't not know about that. It was just that some people they kind of like take it for granted. Like, nah, they they gonna make me do it. Nah, they gonna make you cut that shit. You know, they gonna make you cut now. Your you had two options: you either cut your hair or you just transfer. It's easy money. Yeah, that's easy money. Like, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it racism. I'm just that's just he told you what it was. That's their standard for that school. Now, you don't have to agree with the standard at all. Like, I'm not saying you have to agree with the standard. If your hair is that much to you, then, hey, coach, I'm sorry. I can't cut it. I'm going to roll on out. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm going to get up on out of here. I'm going to go somewhere else. Like, that's just the way I would handle it. I don't look at because, and maybe it's just, maybe it's the older Melvin nope, now. That's the, I it. that's the way I handled it. 12 years in the game. <laughs> exactly the way I handled it. You know? It. So, it's like, I wouldn't call it racism. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't, that's not some place, something where I would, I'm going to plant my flag down about that. I'm not going to do it. That's just not me. Um, some of the hazing, some of the other things that they were talking about as far as the hazing goes, and I don't know, maybe that's the old school than me. Like when you go, when you pledge for a fraternity, a lot of that stuff is hazing that they do. Oh yeah, no, like, trust me. Look, y'all, 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 y'all forget what I do when I'm not potting. I I know all too well about those things because of my organization yeah. that I'm part of. Like we trust me, right? Like when you go into the military on fraternity hazing. Let me tell y'all right now, football hazing ain't got shit on fraternity hazing. Fraternity hazing is another level, mm. and there's a it's a whole other thing. You don't even you don't hear about it because there's not they don't bitch about it because it's something that they have to go through. That's something that everybody has to go through. And yeah, some of it may be outlandish, some of it may seem uh weird or 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 whatever the case may be. But hey, everybody, everybody did it. That's their tradition, and it's like what, what, and what you do either either get with it or and, not. right. And from what from, from the stuff that I had read. 
there are a lot of players backing the coaching staff and the head coach saying, one, he had nothing to do with it. And he wasn't a part of it. This was a player's thing. And I mean, mo- most times that's the case. Most times the coaches a, are not involved. They, they say, look, I don't want to know about it. I don't want to hear about it. It's called and, plausible yeah. deniability for a reason. Right. So I, I, that's my only issue. Like he got, he lost his job for something that all of the division one schools, division two, II, division three, JUCO high school, they all do it, man. They all do it. What I blame it on. This is my bigger, this is where the crust of it comes from. You new players, you new motherfuckers, y'all soft. You're soft. Every last call one. Spade spade. Do it. Y'all soft. Call a spade a spade. You soft. <laughs> and it's never, it's never, it's never the it's never the starting wide receiver or the starting guard. It's the dude that's like fourth on the depth chart and he's mad. So now he, he this is how he takes out his frustration. You soft. It's- it's be that, three, that three starter got lucky to get a full ride scholarship. Oh, yep. oh my god! Listen, no, and I know what he's talking about, which is which irritates me because, like, being being a being a coach myself, and I I see it because I see it before it happens, because I coach the middle school kids, so I see it before it happens, and I'm like, man, this how you act now, or you gonna hate life in high school and college? Ooh. Yep. Like, it's just you, and and I'm not like I'm not knocking it. It's it's just. Because no matter how we look at it, right, there's going to be a point in time where, you know, we're all up in our upper, you know, 60s, 70s, and we're going to talk about it just like our grandparents did. And Mm -hmm. times are just different because even our grandparents call us soft and weak in ways. Right. Because they play with leather helmets. Yeah. You know how crazy you got to be to play with a leather helmet? Yeah. But at the same time, at the same time, on the same token, if I flip that mug from heads to tails, this generation is 100% weaker than both of us combined. 100%. And and it's not even the physical aspect of it. It's, it's this shit. It's the mental. It's, it's the mental. Right yeah. We're, 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 we're so quick to be like, oh, this is tough. I'm quitting. Like, that's it. We quit. We're, we're, and unfortunately, it starts with the parents. And, and that's where it starts, 100%. Because oh, no. we, allow, yeah. we allow our kids you're to raising, quit them. Yeah, like, you're raising all, nah, soft, little soft mm-hmm. motherfuckers. You signed up. You're not quit. You're gonna finish. You gonna at least finish this season before you up and quit. Oh man. Okay, so like, look, um, I want to give everybody a little recipe to 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 to, to beat hazing, right? Because uh, me, I I I don't I don't, I don't get hazed, right? You're gonna have to see me from the shoulders, period. Uh, if you want to haze me, you're gonna have to beat me in a fight. That's just how I'm that's just how I'm raised. YouTube, I don't promote violence, but that's just how it is. Um Teach your children how to fight, bro. I mean, I say it all day to to be to be bullying, to be anything, to be whatever the heck you need. teach your child how to not only take a punch but to throw a punch and throw a punch correctly. Because a lot of y'all motherfuckers can't fight. Don't know throw. Don't know throw a punch. I suggest you take. Stop body. learning from these influencers. Okay? Please mm-hmm. stop learning from influencers and go actually learn from a professional. Please go learn from a professional. Yeah. Take lessons. It teaches very much patience and footwork. Please believe me. Um, Teach your kids how to fight, bro. And if you are one of these kids who got so much of a problem with hazing, go get martial arts, arts lessons. Go learn boxing and tell somebody if they want to haze you, they're going to have to see from the shoulders. Because I guarantee a lot of them dudes don't like to fight. They just like to play around. That's what it is. Yeah, and it's just, Listen, it's and true. on top of it, it's, 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 the shoulders. you're going to be known as a team fighter and nobody going to mess with you. And they're going to call you for backup. So. People look at me crazy when I tell them, listen, my two-year-old daughter is about to start tumbling. 
Do you know what the transition from her tumbling is going to be? From tumbling to Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Why? Because 85% of fights end up on their fucking back and on the ground. ground. On the ground. So guess what? When that little boy try to fuck around and find out and she drag your ass to the ground and choke you the fuck out with your t-shirt, understand what mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. When I get My that love. phone call, I'm going to laugh. I'm like, what did, what did that boy do? I'm going to give you part B of this. If you don't want to fight, hey, you know what? They, you know who doesn't get hazed? The best player on the field. That's who never gets hazed. They never haze that guy. You know why? He's too important. So if you're the number one receiver, you're the number one quarterback, you're the, you're the running back, even though they value, you know, devalue running back position. But if you're that guy, guess who's not getting hazed? Get so, your weight up. I'm not going to lie to you. That, so part of what you said is a little bit of cap, only a little bit. Because Oh, I've never I've never been no, a part so, of a team where so the about, number I'm one about, running back. So, story time. Okay. This, and this involves high school sports specifically. Because that freshman that makes varsity 100% gets hazed as a, as a welcome to the team type of thing. And I've witnessed this on multiple fronts from my own high school. Like, we had a freshman running back who played on varsity. And you best believe, despite him being on varsity, hey, man, you the freshman on the team full of upperclassmen. Yeah, now you're going to earn your stripes. Okay. And that's, and I mean, like, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just, I'm just, I've seen it with my own two. And me, being I was the captain of the track team when I was in high school, and we had a couple of freshmen that made varsity. Oh, you best believe there was some welcome to the teams that was happening. Oh, yeah, but not to – okay. Okay, I guess I'll, I guess I'll, re, I guess I'll rephrase it or frame it. You're not going to get the bulk of the bullshit if you that do. I'll buy that. Basically, you're not going to get the bulk of it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You're you definitely going to get some if you if – you You're going to get some. You, you'll you know. get some. Everybody gets some. I'm telling you right now, I got, my, I got my varsity letterman jacket, but it was not easy. I had to earn that motherfucker. Oh, and did I? If I didn't have to cut my teeth, like, and I and my and my my varsity sport was track, and I still had to cut my teeth to get that jacket. Both like, it wasn't just they didn't just hand it to you. Like no, no, my brother, you you had to cut <laughs> teeth. <for that. laughs> yeah, and then, no, you know. So I'm just you know. Both of my varsity patches from track and from high school, or and from football, had to be earned. Especially being the new kid, right? Like being the new kid from the Bay Area. If you were from the Sacramento Bay Area, Northern California, you know that friction between. The, mm-hmm. you know, in the Bay Area. So it's it's always it's always a, a it was always a back and forth. Right. So I, de- I definitely had to come out there and, you know, and prove myself to these sack guys and, you know, like 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 earn my stripes, bro. Like I, I got tried a lot, a whole lot, a whole, mm-hmm. whole lot being the new kid and being a guy from the Bay and people don't really like you and they're not vibing with you and especially in track. And it's, it's, it was a whole lot. But at the end of the day, it, it's all in the work. It's all in work. That shit, mm-hmm. it's hard work. It's all in the work. Hard work, work, hard work comes respect, man. And at the end of the I, day, but these kids don't like yeah. these kids don't like no. work. They see these I, new look, kids don't like work. They don't. So my second my second varsity letter was non sports related. It was inquired, and I still had to cut my teeth as a, <laughs> as a freshman that made varsity. I still had to cut my teeth in a in a different way. But when you become that guy or that gal or that or that they, let me say that correctly, that person. Yes, there we go. Thank you. That person. You're going to have to cut your teeth. You're going to have to, you know, take what you earn. In my current career, all right, in my current career, I started a brand new career, and I'm having to do the same thing all over again. I'm having to cut my teeth mm-hmm. because I'm new to this. Hey, this is what 
This is what we're doing right now, right? Oh, we absolutely cutting our teeth right now. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. We cutting our teeth. We taking all the lumps, all the everything. We 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 didn't already have a little bit of turnover, you know. We just we just going through things. All right. Just know with being successful comes growing pains, no matter how they come, they're gonna come. And it's funny we 100%. talked about like young kids and quitting. That just kind of the irony involved in that. But I'm gonna leave that there. Super. We're gonna leave it right there. <laughs> <laughs> it took him a second, but he moved his guy. Oh, oh Troy, 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 don't don't clip that. Don't clip. Hey, that. No, no. hey <laughs> where, where are we at right now? Sixteen forty-five. Hold on. Sixteen forty-five. Sixteen. One sixteen forty-five. There we go. Clip it. It's coming. Oh, oh, and our oh, Friday oh, star oh. of the show has arrived. <laughs> there we go. See? Look. And she got shot. It's there only a go. show when the baby show up. You gonna tell everybody hi today? Bye. Oh, you saying bye. Yeah. You didn't say hi. You saying said, bye. Okay. Oh, bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> oh, okay. Go mama. She said it's daddy time. That's what she said. Yeah, she was like, I'm saying bye. It's daddy. Like, it's my time now. Yes, I, um, and you pushing the microphone. <laughs> she's, she's like, "This is it." She said, "I know what time it is." Um, we can, all right, we can, um, we can wrap this up with. I don't have. I forgot to get the Hall of Fame. Like they had a list of NFL players that were borderline automatic Hall of Famers or people who were just out. So, can we start the show with that next week? Yep. We could definitely okay. because that's, we because do I do feel like because we do have the enshrinement ceremony around the corner, and I would love for us to pay oh, our dues. You know what? You know what? Like we, sh we should definitely pay definitely. our dues to All those right. who are about to be enshrined, and then we can discuss those who might make it or might not, whatever right. the case might yeah. be. 100 percent. That is that's definitely that's definitely for next week. Um, we didn't get to the um the undrafted and uh, the best undrafted players in NFL history list. So let's get we can just run down a couple. Give me some of your most notable undrafted um free agents in NFL history. Of all time? Hold on. Of all time. All time. Just give me just, just some. Because it was a, like I didn't know Adam Vinatieri went undrafted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I got my I had to get my notes. I was like, hold on. I gotta pull up my notes real quick. Because like, because uh, night 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 train lane was another one that came up. West right. Walker, like was, was one that like, came that up. one that one well, kind of well, caught me off guard. West Walker, I knew. Yeah, him I knew. Rod Smith and and, and Pearson. Yeah. Rod Smith threw me off. I didn't him. I didn't know Nate Chris Newton. Harrison. Nate so, Newton. Yeah, James Harrison and London Fletcher also threw me off. Also yeah. threw me off. Yes, every time. Like Sam Mills, another one that caught me smooth the hell off guard. Um, Justin Peters, who we still talk. Sorry, Justin, Justin Peters, Peter, who we talk about right Jason now. Jason Peters, yeah, Jason Peters, my bad. Um, mm -hmm. that one. Um, and not to mention, you talked about Vinatieri. Hold on, Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker was. I was going to get Justin also Tucker too. Undrafted. Also undrafted. Two, two of the best kickers of all time. Priest undrafted. Holmes, Arian Foster and Legarrette Blunt all went undrafted, and Legarrette Blunt is a multi-time Super Bowl champion. Yeah, we got, Warren, you got like three, right? Yeah, he has three. Yeah, Warren Moon that went undrafted, crazy. Which is that? Well, Warner, we knew what. Well, we knew why. Yeah, and we, but then the Kurt Warner one, we knew. There's a whole story about that, and of course Tony Romo. Like you can't forget Tony about Tony Romo. Romo. 
Tony Romo, yep. definitely in the modern era of all of your undrafted players in the modern era, definitely maximized everything you could maximize. Every bit. Every like, bit of that. One hundred percent. Well, I, him and Adam Vinatieri, realistically. But, that, yeah. Well, hell, and Justin Tucker, hell, but was Justin well, Tucker like does not miss. The dude has like the greatest like field goal make percentage in NFL history, and it's like absolutely ridiculous. And it's stupid. Like, and then it's so bad that he had um um I watched this uh it was two two seasons ago. So Bleacher Report does a thing where you can come on and, like up your Madden ratings or whatever, mm-hmm. and he didn't he did not like his kick power rating. And he went on oh, yeah. up to upgrade well, his kick power. Well, his he kick would, power should be at 99. Oh, he legitimately did it because he kicked like a 58-yard field goal and smoked that motherfucker and got his no, kick power No, he kicked this. He, oh, that was – didn't he kick like a 66-1 last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the oh, game. I'm talking, about during, I'm talking about during this uh, little Bleacher Report Madden ratings uh, thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm just saying in real life. Like, he kicked yeah, no, like – like, yeah, he did. But yeah, like they still, right. despite all that, gave him a low kick power rating on Madden, and he didn't, yeah. you know, he didn't, he didn't like. He it. went out he, here, felt disrespected, went out there and boomed that motherfucker fifty eight yards. I was like, yeah, yeah. come on, fix that, oh, fix that. He also, he also improved his throw power, his throw power and throw accuracy rating because it was like stupidly. It was obviously a kicker; he doesn't do that. But he was like, right. fuck it, just do it. I'm gonna go ahead and do it, just see if he right. can do it. And he moved his shit up into like I think it was like thirty and thirty five or some shit. Like it was like fifteen and fifteen before that. So he like doubled all that shit too. So. Yeah. And um, another one, Victor Cruz. I like Victor Cruz. I like Victor Cruz. The salsa man. Salsa. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. That's one. That's still one of the coldest celebrations, like amongst oh, absolutely. Our players. Yeah. Like that man scored. That's a, I mean, just to hit it so smooth. You know what I'm saying? Hit it so and, smooth. And that's, yeah. the that's the thing, right? Like as soon as he scores, he's going right into it. Bow. <laughs> it doesn't help that his Bow. last name is Cruz. Like that Bow. makes it even more of a thing. Like his last name is Cruz. You're like, it's we just, get that flavor. We get that flavor. So, from, right. <laughs> right. I got Antonio Gates. That's another good one. Yeah, that's yeah. Those, those those basketball players basketball tight ends players. turned tight ends, elite tight ends at that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, who else is on that list? Um, Willie, oh, Willie Wood, Willie Wood, man, Willie Wood. I almost forgot about oh. him. Yeah, Chris Harris. Yeah, I, I named Chris, Chris Harris. Oh, you got Chris Harris. Yeah. Okay, and oh, Bart Scott. Almost forgot about that one too. Bart Scott, J.C. Jackson, and Ryan Clark. Um, Ryan Clark. Mm-hmm. Ryan Clark is a big one. Shout out to my boy RC. Yeah, Brian Brian Waters, um, old school player, but really, really phenomenal offensive guard. Brian Waters is crazy. Oh, my you had well, you no. had, and you had Nate Newton too on top of that, which is yeah. like you know, yeah. Um, what's oh, his, John, uh, John Randall, Joe, John, Rand- John Randall, defensive tackle. John, John Randall, yeah, crazy ass Joe Jacoby. Yep, Joe Jacoby, Undrafted. offensive tackle. Yes, Saturday. Oh yeah. wow, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Larry Little. Wow. That's like it's crazy. Like these undrafted players, but it but here's what it goes to show you, right? We talk about this all the time. Like players who are like, oh, I could have made it pro, this, that, and the other. But like, look how many undrafted cats are some of the best players of their position in their particular sport. Right. So, like, and it's funny, you know, we being you know, media, you know, content creator, we talk a lot of we talk a lot of shit. Oh, well, that guy's trash, this guy's trash. We we know that we know what the reality is, okay? We didn't make it pro. Look, hey, I tell people all the time, look, this is going to be, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say, and I say this, I tell everybody, this is my thing. Look, I didn't go pro, make it big, but you know how you always got that one friend that be like, man, I'm better than him? There's one person, there's one person that played in the NFL that this guy, that I know I am better than, 
It is fucking Plexico Burris. I fucked him up in practice. I wow. shut his bitch ass down in games. I fucked Plexico Burris. The only reason why his ass is in the league is he's fucking six five. That is it. I bust his ass. And he know it. I know it. It is what it is. Listen, okay, Plexico, you heard that. I'm just saying, if you ever want to come on and rebuttal that, we hey, love that. I was just gonna sit my happy look, ass back and listen. Hey, look. Hey, we was in we was out, we was in Montgomery Junior College together. He left and went to Virginia Union. He, I got receipts. We can do this. Hey, if that's the case, we pulling our receipts. Devontae Adams, come holler at me because I know you remember College of San Mateo passing tournament 2010. He bounced you in Palo Alto out the first round. Monterey Trail, a running team, and guess who was on you the whole time? It was your boy. Stop playing with me. Hey, Thompson, you can stop playing. Me. You feel me? Who else? Uh, James Sample, you can call me too. Eric Armstead, I know you remember. I was on your hip in the Texas Championship. You can call me too. It's all good. Come back to Sacramento, baby. It's all good. Anytime you want to get that work, I'm always ready for you. Stop, stop playing with me. Yeah, Terrence Mitchell. Yeah, you remember that work you got in the passing league too? Yeah, you remember that work that you got in the playoffs too? Yeah, get up out of there. Yeah, come holla at me, big dogs. I'm ready. Anytime you're ready. Yeah. <clears throat> so as you know. can see, the, um, the, the, smoke, the smoke is being offered. Um, yeah. And clearly Faster than Amazon Prime same day shipping going on, but it's yeah, cool. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did that. I'm sorry. It's but I, no, you started something. It's all good. I just came. Don't, 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 don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. It's football Friday. It's all about football. So, I love it. But at the end of the day, when I do it, when I specifically talk, is I have no stake in this particular argument. When I'm telling a play, I'm talking about a player <laughs> and their, their skill level specifically. I'm talking about it in regards to their their constituents, the people they play with. And I'm like, right. fam, you should be better, but you're not. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not like I'm watching you play and I'm like you were you were drafted in the first round but this undrafted corner is smoking your ass like what the fuck is really going on like you know that's what I'm doing that's the type of analytic analytics I'm giving you is from what I'm watching right. from the film because film don't lie damn hey, the numbers damn the numbers lie. in this particular instance damn the numbers what yeah. the film say what the film say when y'all went one on one what that say Mexico mm. what that say when we mm. went one on one. Because again, we yeah. always talk about it, right? We always talk about a guy like we're gonna, you know, we're gonna talk about Jay Ram, phenomenal cornerback, until he lines up against Mike Evans. So Mike Evans does everybody. I know, much. but Mike Evans really, really be on his head though. I was gonna say Just Mike saying. Evans has Mike Evans has really personal number listen, pager. Ask, his, <laughs> ask, ask the Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs how they feel about Mike Williams. Not Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Ask the Chiefs how they feel about Mike Williams specifically. Not even Keenan oh, Allen, yeah. Mike Williams. I'm just saying. Styles, styles make fights. I tell people all the time. Sometimes some, it does. some players just got it. Styles make fights. Like, you wow. know, some people have a longer body list than others. You know, like, you know, a guy like Randy Moss probably got damn near everybody. I don't – I can tell you right now, I can't find a lot of film of Randy Moss being shut down in the game. I can tell you that right now. Not a lot of film. Because he, he shut himself down. Just also say, just go back to the Raiders, and he just shut himself down. He just didn't want to play. So, but see, that's that. a damn shame when you when you are your own best cornerback. Yep. Yeah, because it's, it's I mean, some of these dudes just kind of hard to, you know, a motherfucker that run a four three six four, and can still he got like a thirty eight inch vertical. I mean, it's kind of hard I mean, to deal he, with. He that. don't he gonna get his eventually. Yeah. It's always something. Yeah. I'm a DB. I cheat. I'm a hold you. I don't care. I ain't gonna lie. I would rather if I'm a DB. I'd rather you as a star receiver go off in the first quarter so I can shut you down for three quarters. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna hold you. I'm gonna hold you the whole like, time. 
I'm with okay. you, but I'm just saying, I'm if, you go, if you go score that touchdown or whatever, I want you to do it in the first quarter so that second, third, and fourth, I can just, you know, shut you down. And keep right. I'm, see, when I was playing that's safety, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I was the separator. That was – you wasn't going to hold on to the ball. Yeah. Your no. hands go up. Yep. Look. Yep. Your hands go down. I'm taking that. Say, I'm taking that personal foul. As soon as that ball comes to you, I'm taking that personal foul. I'm telling you right now. I, look, I was T. I was T. Pain. Up, down, up, down. I was ten. Look, fucking ribs up. Taking that personal foul. <laughs> I'm not even worried about it, Coach. I got it. That's me. I'm tapping. Yep, that's me. I got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is this is before you know illegal roughness and all that dumb yeah. shit that they got. Yeah. Out that. Legal contacts and illegal, you can't touch yeah. because they're all pretty and glossy. Nah. You got to keep them all. Yeah. Happy and clean. Yeah, no. I'm yeah. Not, you, personal, first I was, game. I was introducing you to Mel's Rib Shack. Mm-hmm. Well, we got barbecue, fifty percent off today. All that. We got dry rub, all that shit. We was, we Smoke, didn't. Hickory, all that. My boys be wilding over here, as y'all can see <laughs> on yep. a, on a football Friday. Do football you Friday. Look, anything more? I'm gonna tell you. Less? Look, man, football season right around the corner. Oh, we got a week until our first preseason game. That's crazy. Just so y'all know, um, I'm getting shout out. I can say it now um, while we're on the pod. Um, I am part of a new team out here in Vegas, a professional women's football team, the Las Vegas Invaders. I am the OC and assistant head coach. Um, we're about to change the game. Mm-hmm. Literally. Front. I, I, like, I just like the name. You know, women's football team called the Invaders. I don't know. I just kind of like the name of the team. I'm just going yeah, I'm the invasion I love it. has begun. Um, I love yeah, it. As, I'm gonna bring some of the girls on for interviews as the season progresses. Um, we in we in camp right now. We had our first practice last week. We got you know got them we got them in the weight room. We doing we about to we doing it different over here. We doing it different over here. We are the sister team to the Las Vegas Raiders as well. They are part of the team to help. You know they're trying to help us out. Um, they're talking about building us a facility. So fingers crossed. We'll see how that works out. Um, yeah, so a lot of good things popping over it. Love that. Congratulations, coach. We'd love to hear it. Yep, congratulations. And whenever these interviews are ready, let me know because you know I'm always ready to. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got, I got I already told him. I already got that. I got my guy, he's he's the interview guy. I'm I'm, I'm just gonna line him up. Oh, we'd love to hear it. We'd love to hear sure. it. Coach. Yep, um, so we'll we'll, we'll 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 tie it up in a bow right there. Um, for the week, um, next week, matter of fact, we'll be able to talk football, live football next week after next week because I think we have a game Thursday night. I believe so, yeah, yep. 100%. Yep, yeah, so we get our we get our first um game, our first game breakdown, um, next week as well. Um, I think that's the Hall of Fame game too, so we get we're gonna we're gonna, sure we're gonna do a whole deep, we're gonna do a whole deep dive into that so game. The, and, um, that's the Jets and um. Is the Jets in Cleveland? I think it's Jets in Cleveland. I think it's Jets Cleveland for the Hall of Fame game. I know the Jets are involved for sure because it's a part of Hard Knocks too. It's like a whole tie-in thing. Yeah, that's another thing. We gotta, I gotta start watching Hard Knocks. I've not started watching Hard Knocks yet. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it's out. I don't think it's out yet. It's not, it hasn't. Oh, out. Now, hasn't now okay. We do have to start talking about the top one hundred because we're into the seventies now. That is true. We do have oh, to so the seventies now. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so we, we'll, we, we'll definitely we'll recap out. Yeah, well, I sent a picture in the group because I want us to start most notably talking about the 10 that got left off because DK Metcalf oh, got left off right. the top 100, and I think that's right. a big deal. Just that's saying. Crazy. I just think that's a big deal because this is voted on by the players. 
Maybe. I don't know. I don't think they came there, there, there were some other notable players that were on that list, but just once, you know, just something I want to take yeah. a look at. Absolutely. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll tackle that. We'll definitely, we'll get into that next week as well. That's definitely interesting, for sure. All right, fellas, any uh, any last words for us today? Um. Yeah, no. so come check us out. On Wednesday, we have got the Sweet 16 going into the Elite Eight, going into the Final Four, going to the championship of the round of 32. The bracket is fire. These matchups in the Sweet 16 are going to be stupid. Come check out myself. Come check out Moolidge. Come check out DJ Michael B. Come check out my boy Outlaw Prime. It is getting crazy in the bracket. The discussions, we had to pull the wheel out last week for the ties that we had. So it's just getting crazier and crazier by the day. So make sure y'all come check us out on Wednesday, 730 Central Standard Time. Live on the From the Sidelines YouTube channel, baby. That's how we do it, man. That's how we do it. I'm good. I said everything I need to say. Man, I feel it. I feel it. Well, uh, you know, it's your boy Moon. I appreciate everybody for tapping in with us today. Everybody in the comments, everybody in the tag. You guys follow the taglines. Y'all see the social medias. Follow all the taglines. Uh, inside the huddle, basket to basket, gentlemen's talk. Uh, every single one of them, player versus team, every single one. Give us all a shout-out because we're coming at you almost every single day of the week except Tuesday because, you know, we're saying we got a little break days. we got to have a little breaks. We are human. Um, I want to give a special shout-out to my flag football team, STE. We are back in action on Sunday. Going to come here and try to bring home another trophy uh, to the squad, get this uh, get this uh, flag football league turn it, uh, turned up again uh, while we're uh, in our little semi-pro break. Uh, so we appreciate everybody for tapping in with us today, and uh, we'll see you guys next Friday. We out of here. Push the goddamn button.